Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Also, follow us everywhere on social at DIY Money Podcast. If you haven't already, be sure to check out the video on YouTube. We've got some awesome bonus content there. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is DIY Money. DIY Money. Welcome, Daniel. Welcome, Logan. I've been here. Actually, I've not always been here. You've been you've been on a lot of shows lately. Yeah, I've been coming in. You all just, you know, take vacation. Integrating in places, all that kinds of stuff. It's awesome. Oh, I love being on. We like your it's perspective. Fun. The young perspective. Yeah. Let's just sit here in this pumpkin patch, and you'll see the great pumpkin with your own eyes. Uh, on last episode, we talked about pumpkins, and that you totally messed up your your pumpkin timeline. I definitely did mess up my Have pumpkin Have you rectified timeline. that yet? Um, I'm getting there, so I'm waiting for the exact day that you tell me, hey, get your pumpkins today. It's getting close. Okay, well, when you tell me, get your pumpkins, just know. What's funny matters. is because of the delay between when we record and when these go live, people are going to be like, they still haven't gotten their pumpkins yet. <laughs> it's, it's like a day before be Halloween. Like, yeah, like less than a week to Halloween. So <laughs> just know there's a little bit of a delay if you're listening on the podcast or you're watching on YouTube. There's a subtle delay between the day that we actually record these mm-hmm. and the day that you finally listen. But the day that they're released and then, oh my gosh, if you like let us sit in your queue for a while. Yeah. You're it's like, going to be like November and then be like, Thanksgiving. Get You're pumpkins. like, why are they talking about pumpkins? <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Happy Halloween. Okay. Well, something that will be active for Thanksgiving mm-hmm. that I'm very curious about is how your fantasy team's doing. Oh, <laughs> currently, as of now, killing it. Really? I am. Wait, what week are we in? Um, right. Well, as of right now, we're four in, games. Yeah. Four games. We're in week five. I'm three and one. Is that how you say? Yeah. Three and one. Three and one. Are you like top of your league? No, I'm second. I knew that was going to happen. I knew Daniel's team was going to kill it. Yeah. I just picked somebody up. Wait. I got somebody uh, off the... Off the waivers? No. Yes. I don't know. What do you call it when you get somebody that, that's not a trade? It just like you pick somebody up off yeah, of... Yeah, off waivers? Yeah. Free agent? Yeah. I'm making a bet on somebody coming back. I did oh. the math. Uh, Thomas, New Orleans, wide receiver. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, because he's been hurt for a while. I don't know. I don't know any of these people, dude. But you're killing it. You're in second place in your league. You know like 5% of football, but you're absolutely killing it. You're a statistic. So I exchange a hurt guy for a, another hurt guy that's higher rated if he cannot be hurt anymore. Well, good. All right. Well, <laughs> I have I'm no not, idea. I, you know what? I'm just going to... I'll check in How with yours you. How's yours doing? Are you 3-1? Of course, I like study football. I watch it all the time. Watch all the games on Sunday, and I'm like... 10th in my league of 12 right now. What? I'm getting crushed. Do you need help? Yes, I would. I actually need you. I can sort out your roster with spreadsheets. Because I feel like like mine also has bias to it. Like, you know, I'm I'm a huge Green Bay Packers fan. So I go in and I'm like, I can't start this guy that's playing against the Packers because I can't be cheering for him while they're playing Green Bay. Yeah. And it just messes with me. Sorry. Yeah. Not being biased is really helpful. I have no clue what any of these people are. They're like chess pieces. Well, yeah, it sounds like it sounds like you're really good at chess. <laughs> no, but I'm decent at spreadsheets, okay. so that helps. All right, all right, good. Well, we do have a question. Speaking of spreadsheets, yes, kill the bro talk. Let's let's hear our question today from Nicole. D I Y. Hey, Quinn and Daniel, my name is Nicole. 
I'm 26 years old and live in Massachusetts. My husband and I are currently renting and are looking to buy a house within the next year if the market cools down. The only debt we have is my husband's student loans, which we owe $25,000 for. We have enough saved for a 20% down payment on a house and to pay off the loans. However, we need to replace one of our cars and prepare to start a family in the next few years. Would it make more sense to pay off the loans now, after we purchase a home, or continue to make monthly payments over the next two years? Thank you. So my first question for Nicole, where was she driving to? What? There was, she was driving, clearly. Oh, yeah, there was definitely there was background some, noise. There's some background so noise. I'm there. curious where she was headed. <laughs> well, the fact that she got a question in, that's pretty impressive in, in her long drive. This mind is capable of advanced multitasking. But my first question for Nicole is, do you have the basic steps of DIY set up? So if you have this money and you're going to pay off debts, mm-hmm. or do you still have an emergency fund available? Do you still have fast cash available after you start doing this if, if you start paying off your your loan and you put that 20 percent down on a house yeah so what you're saying is uh because she said have 20 percent available to put down on a house plus enough to pay off like the 25 ish thousand in student loans mm-hmm. so beyond that would there still be if they were to let's say pay off the student loans today plus put a talent payment on a house next week would they still have enough in emergency reserves three to six months hopefully right depending on you can go to the blog and you can see the calculation on how I would particularly do it, mm-hmm. uh, figure out your emergency fund. Um, but that's what you're kind of getting at. Yeah, yeah. I think that's very important to make sure that you still have those set up. And even, you know, at times you may have to build back up your emergency fund, but make sure that you still have those available if you're doing these things. Because now if you're a homeowner or something like that, you're going to definitely want that emergency fund set up. Yes. When we bought our first house, we definitely wanted like, yeah. it. Yeah. It's, random stuff happens when you buy a house instead of renting. Mm-hmm. There's exactly. always something to fix. It's super annoying. All right. So, Daniel, <laughs> Daniel, how would you handle this situation? Say you're in Nicole's position. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of different priorities kind of going on that you're juggling. Uh, student loans versus down payment versus buying a car, all that kind of stuff. What, what, how would you handle it? Yeah, this one's interesting because we know quite a bit, but not quite enough. So, for instance, like we don't know how soon the cars really need to be replaced if it's preference or if it's like maintenance starting to kind of eat at them. So that's tough because, you know, not really knowing what that schedule's like. Starting a family don't really know kind of what expense-wise they're looking at there. So keeping in mind that some people have great insurance through their employers and, and starting a family, uh, at least from the medical expense part, is not too bad. But then obviously you have all the ancillary stuff. Luckily, when you have your first kid, if you have family involved in your life usually they just give you tons and tons of stuff so that's helpful uh if not just make some good friends between now and when you start your family and invite (laughs) them to like the baby showers and all that kind of stuff but there's expenses there just like adding an extra person to your household so not to minimize that thinking through that i would imagine if they've saved up this much then they're pretty good at tracking and budgeting Mm -hmm. so because you don't save this much up accidentally most people do not like wake up in the morning and go oh we have enough for 20 percent down Plus, we could pay off our student loans if we needed to. So they're obviously doing something, right? So I think that they could probably look ahead, do some projections, go, okay, here's what it's going to cost us to have another human in our household. And they can kind of plan for that and see how it's going to affect some of these savings rates that they're doing and and stuff like that. So um, without knowing kind of the time horizon on the car, I would probably... And they're not set on 
exact time for the house either. It's like if the market cools down, yeah, we'll shift into buying. And not only the market for I would think not only the market for housing, but the market for vehicles Cars right now terrible. is crazy. Yeah. yeah, so they're just kind of like in a holding pattern. So the one thing that's not in a holding pattern is the student loans are going to be there regardless, right? So, uh, and they're only two years away. So if I was in the situation, I would consider probably, if you already had that money in your account, kind of like getting rid of those student loans and then building that account back up by paying yourself back like you were making a car payment. So basically you're taking that funds that are just sitting in your savings account, chalking them onto the student loan, the student loan's gone, but now you're kind of continuing to make that same dollar amount and putting that in your savings account. The only real reason for that is you're now saving the interest on a monthly basis. And so mm-hmm. that that account will probably build up quicker than, I mean, not probably, it will build up quicker than your payoff because you're not having the interest to cover on a month-to-month basis. And not only that, I feel like having that debt payoff may help you when you're looking for a mortgage for a house. Yeah, it can. Um, so mortgage approvals are can be kind of wonky what they want to see. Um, but it sounds like they should be okay. Uh, one of the things they will look at when you're applying for a mortgage or really any new loan is what's the total uh, debt payments you have on a monthly basis compared to your income. If they're only paying for student loans, probably going to be okay there. But their student loan payment, either because they choose to or uh, because of how they're structured, must be pretty decent because she said 25000 mm-hmm. um, and paying off in... T- two to three years, something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's like the trajectory they're on. Um, so they must be having, it must be seven to, 700 to $1,000 a month in student loan payments. So when you go to apply for a mortgage, they're going to kind of look at that as your, you know, as what's the total debt level that they want you to have uh, as part of your income. So that's worth while keeping in mind. Um, uh, I will say that, you know, uh, I think we've talked about before on the podcast, year and a half or so ago we bought uh finally like upgraded from just two cars in our house to a minivan because we had a second kid uh and then a car so we kind of had one vehicle as sort of the family vehicle and because we're still looking for a house we took out a loan on that just so that we wouldn't use up all not all but like a big chunk of money in our savings account because we were kind of looking for a house and when you're looking for a house it's not just the down payment but it's the down payment plus the moving expenses plus like you're probably going to paint the house or buy something or it just adds up really quickly when you buy a house. Mm-hmm. So not that buying a house is bad. It's just, it's more than a down payment. Uh, and so we, because we didn't know back then a year ish ago, a uh, year and a half ago, whenever it was, we didn't know if like buying a house was two or three months, you know, from then, or if it was, you know, two or three years. And obviously thanks to, COVID and then housing prices and all that, it's taken less long, much longer than we had anticipated. And so uh, we've been kind of aggressively adding to those payments. Uh, but even though we have that money sitting in the account, because we don't know when we're going to turn around and make an offer in a house, we've not just like paid it all off. Now it's getting to the point where it's a pretty small amount and it's almost mm-hmm. annoying. And so probably within the next, I don't know, couple months, beginning of the year, tax season, something like that, we'll just be like, ah, forget about it. Well, and I think for Nicole, it can be hard, especially, you know, I'm assuming that, yeah, I think she said she's pretty young. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know I feel this pressure. There's so much pressure out there to have a house, to buy a house um, and to not be renting. But I feel like that is is kind of more of a society thing and Mm -hmm. less of a, if you don't have a house, then you're not going to be successful. Like 
I, I feel like Nicole does not need to rush this. If she, you know, is looking at the housing market, which is astronomical right now, she has time to wait. She doesn't have to go in and buy a house immediately. Now that could be their top priority. Yeah. And if it is, then do that and mm-hmm. take that money and put it towards that. But I think for young people, it's okay to wait and not have to worry about keeping up with the Joneses and making sure when all your friends are getting houses that you're also getting a house. Yeah. I will say probably the expanding their family factor yeah. is probably what is the motivating factor behind that. Cause I can, I can say from our experience, like renting was pretty easy when it was just my wife and I. Mm-hmm. And then once you add kids in the picture, like you, you want this sense of stability and uh, sometimes having a landlord um, and just the, sort of transientness that can come with renting, you know, not always knowing is the rent increase going to be on par with what you expect it to be? uh, Or, you know, can you get the lease renewed for the terms that you want, things of that nature? Uh, Or in this environment, I think what we're going to see more and more renters facing is landlords just going like, hey, I can get a pretty good price for this. Mm. I'm going to sell my rental. Uh, You've got 60 days to find a new place. Like at the end of your lease, most, um, not most, but a lot of, leases are structured in a way that like landlord really doesn't have to give you a lot of notice. Um, so let's say you're coming up, let's say you've rented a house um, rather than say an apartment or something like that. Cause you're a couple plus a kid or two, whatever. So you're probably, you know, in a, in a house uh, for a lot of uh, people as they start families. And so you rent, this is just our particular mm-hmm. situation mm-hmm. I'm using as an example. Uh, so you're renting, you know, a single family home and then you're getting towards the end of your lease you assume, oh, we'll just like extend our lease. Well, the landlord can be like, well, actually, I just want to cash out the property. Your lease is over. So therefore, Find I'm just going to assume that you're <laughs> going to move out. Uh, and so you kind of are approaching the end of your lease going, oh, I'm assuming that we'll be able to just sign a new lease. And it's really up to the landlord whether or not they want to commit to that. Uh, so if you are renting or if you are expecting to keep renting in this environment as housing prices continue to go up, just keep that in mind that mm-hmm. it, it's not certain and you might want to have those conversations with landlords a little earlier uh, in this in this kind of environment and season and even, you know, sweeten the deals with, you know, agreeing to higher rent increases, things like that, if you really want to stay where you're renting. So I think I really agree with you. Like for most young-ish folks, they shouldn't um, rush into home ownership. Mm-hmm. Big commitment. You kind of get locked down in a, a particular place. Uh, you're not as flexible in general for job changes, things like that, because now you have a house you need to sell. It's not terrible, but it's just an extra hurdle. Yep. Uh, however, uh, I know that as a lot of people start families and they start to solidify their life and, and feel like they're in an area that they want to be in, homeownership is fortunately or unfortunately the next big step. Yeah, it's a big deal. Of feeling like you're settled and you can, you know, do what you want with a house and, and all that. So, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting debacle. For sure. All right. Well, great question, Nicole. We hope that that answered it and helped you maybe balance those priorities a little bit and decide where you want to go with that money. But great job overall saving that amount and having that ready to go. I mean, that is awesome to do at a young age and be ready to put that money wherever you want and desire it to go. Well done. Thank you all so much again. And Daniel, I'm going to let you close it out today. You don't get to close it out enough, but let's hear it. Okay. Uh, so the secret to wealth is very simple. Live on less than you make, invest the rest, save for everything, pay off debt, basically whatever she's doing. (laughs) Yeah. And do that for a very long time. Make it a great one.
Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your questions aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.